Welcome to the Gravity Beard Podcast. We're recording today in Studio A. Thank you to our listeners. We appreciate your continued support. Through 15 episodes, we have over 350 downloads and counting. Thank you to Jake Dexter for providing our theme song. It's called In The Mix. You can find it at jakedexter.com. This episode also features original music by The Polyphonic Spree. We appreciate uh, Tim DeLauder and the crew for sharing their stuff. You can listen to the Gravity Beard podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere else you consume podcasts. Or you can find us at gravitybeard.com and on Facebook. In fact, you can go out to iTunes right now and be the first one to rate our podcast and write a review. We'd appreciate it if you would. You've heard of Mount Rushmore. It's the massive sculpture carved into the Black Hills of South Dakota. Well, it stands 60 feet tall and took 14 years to complete. It's got the faces of U.S. Presidents George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Theodore Roosevelt, and Abraham Lincoln on it. Maybe the four greatest presidents in U.S. history. Well, you also know that in pop culture, we use it as a metaphor as we debate the greats in other categories, such as sports, music, business, or whatever. Well, on today's episode, we muster up the courage to establish another Mount Rushmore. I've asked three contributors to the Gravity Beard podcast to join me to determine the Mount Rushmore of comedy in the modern era. Then, before we wrap up, we'll discuss the recent passing of comedy legend Gary Marshall. Now let me briefly introduce our discussion panel members, and we'll get started. Greg was on our U.S. Open preview show, and Scott has reluctantly made three appearances on the podcast, once on our U.S. Open show and two during our uh, NBA Finals coverage. And today, Ivan is actually making his debut on the show. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing today? Great. How are you? I'm good. Swell. Nearly perfect. N- nearly perfect. Now, to be fair, Ivan, you have sat down with me twice to record stuff for the podcast, except we just haven't published that stuff yet. That's right. So it's really his second appearance, our third. but for the listener, it's their It's first. his debut, yes. and so we're going to treat it like his debut. Yes. And, and also, Ivan, you've, you've mentioned that you have a willingness to maybe sit down and let me interview you for our profile series. Yes. So, so that may also, just, so, just, so just making an appointment with the listener, that may have happen in a future. What is the profile series? Well, the profile series is when I sit down with interesting people and we ask them questions. Okay. So okay. If, if you've listened to two episodes ago. I don't think you've ever asked me to be on that or Scott. And what makes someone interesting to you? Yeah, yeah. So Scott and I aren't very. Interested. So has there been anybody yes like in the, in the series? That There's you... level in anonymity. Yeah, we actually we actually debuted, and it, it was our it was our most critically acclaimed episode so far. Yes, and critically who, acclaimed and by mm-hmm. whom? By people that acclaim things. No, but but who? It's just who, like being Yelp critically acclaimed, or like yes. Who was the profile? The, the profile. The profile was my brother-in-law Chris and his wife Roxanne. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So. Did you turn the red line on? Audio, audio Yelp, who's really, really loved. Kramer. Yeah, who's who's the pot? He's the real life Kramer. Yes. So, so anyways, so with Careful. that, so with that, let's get down to business. All right. Uh, today we're going to try to determine the Mount Rushmore of comedy in the modern era. And are we trying to come to an agreement on that, or are we just debating and discussing? No agreements. Agreements. What what are the parameters for what we're considering the the Mount Rushmore of comedy so, in, the, in the modern era? So I I think in a world of lists, people are obsessed with. I think the Rushmore is a much better way of comprising, like the best of, mm-hmm. because it's hard to say like oh what's number one or number two. So you just like could put 
four, four up there to five. And like the Rushmore, it doesn't have to be four necessarily, right? Yes, like, it can be. Six. I mean, let's say that mountain in South Dakota. Maybe there was it five could, heads. It could be big. Maybe it could have been six heads. That's just limited true. by geography. So that's maybe a good, we should that's a good point. I'll limit like that. this well, by geography. Well, just basically put the top guys. And whether it's no, four or five or six yeah, right. that we all think. But no more than six. Do more than four. I think you can do more I, than I four. think so. Oh, okay. All I right. think you can do I think, I think I think I think if you do more than four I mean six, we can probably all agree pretty quickly. Yes. Yeah, I think I think six is we all agree you got to be rooted in, in stand up, and then from there, whatever you, right. the direction yeah. it took Where, you. Wherever you're able to take your career, good, career. For, good for you. Good for you. Okay, hey. so my opinion when we when we said, "Hey, what's the modern era?" I thought to do it maybe starting from 1975 to current, for two reasons. One, that's when Saturday Night Live debuted. That was a, a source of many, you know, talented comedians. And secondly, because you have to start about there to give someone enough time to develop a substantial enough career to be considered to be one of the greatest of all time. Oh, absolutely. And, and of course, I've got a name I don't know if y'all are going to agree with or not. Because, you know, I think we can all agree on, on Seinfeld, Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor. I, I think that we can pretty much agree on a few of those. You know, but to me, Billy Crystal has got to be up there. Part of the reason why I asked the three of you in specifically was... Because it roughly represents three generations. Mm. So Greg, Greg and I are about the same age. Scott is loosely a generation. And I'm Grandpa. And you're the oldest guy that I've ever met. Right. You'll notice throughout the episode that Ivan brings to the discussion a unique perspective that only someone from his generation can. And along with it, his patented storytelling that we all enjoy. And so... <laughs> that was so sneaky, Chris. I, I didn't think So in other words, I, 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 had I, I am the... I am the Mel, so, so you, Mel Brooks, the 200-year-old man. So you've got a unique perspective because you're far, far, far older than the rest of us. Correct. And so I wanted you to join us on the show and give it and, and be part of the conversation. Plus, you like comedy. So that lays the groundwork. So you kicked it off with Billy Crystal. Yes. but Because you kicked it off in my... In my it, what triggered it is when you said... The, the, the Saturday Night Live era started in 75. Right. So given that, that's where he got his break. And he was a stand-up, and, and look where he took his career, all over the place. Maybe From Broadway one of, to the movies to... Maybe one of the most talented, versatile guys in, a, absolutely, in comedy. Absolutely. That's a that's name That's one of the guys that you absolutely. believe which should be top... Uh, in, top in, six on, or so. Yes. So, so yeah. Ivan, have you, have you worked out in your head your Mount Rushmore would be? Well, I, just in my mind, I mean, I, like I said, you know, Richard Fryer, how, do you, how can you deny him? Uh, I think Scott and, and I both yeah. agree with you there. Mm-hmm. Do you have all four worked out? No, I don't have anything worked out. I'm mean, just talking my head. But I think to be on Rushmore, you just, you know, Steve Martin. I mean, you know, look at look at his career. He started to stand up, and I remember going to see him stand up when he started, and and he, he got you know he became more, more well known Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Then he went on to become movies, and now he, he he's, he's on Broadway. He and Edie Brickell, which is Paul Simon's wife, they they've written music and they produced a they they, they did a, have a Broadway show. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's a guy who's done it all. Yeah, right. Yeah. So uh, yes, is, is Paul Simon and Edie Brickell still married? Yeah, in fact, they're thinking about even moving to Oak Cliff, where she's from, moving back there. Are you sure? Here, here's my only They're issue. thinking about okay, so that. Is, I kind of think that Billy Crystal and 
Steve Martin are more or less cut from the same cloth, right? Like, their stories are more or less the same. It's similar to why I kind of have a little bit of issue with having both Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy up there together. However, I think that the two of them were both so dominant that you kind of have to. I kind of think that if you're if you're going to do, you know, the best of, you know, because comedy is so subjective, right? There's a Everyone has their own preferences and styles. See, I couldn't disagree with you more. The reason is you're comparing a Jewish guy mm-hmm. whose comedy is completely different than Steve Martin. You said they're the same. You know, well, I, I'm saying, Steve I, Martin's I, very physical with his comedy, too. Well, I'm saying, Absolutely. so, 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 yeah. so, Absolutely. so off, off of, off of, off of the stage, right? Off of your primary stand-up. Right. Your paths. Correct. Correct. Like, for, for what they did to the, to the, for the comedian. Mm-hmm. Do you think that those are similar? Like, what doors they would have opened up? No. You think they're very different doors? Absolutely. Okay. Will you go in? Will you go into that a little bit? Because I think, from from as a younger generation perspective, mm-hmm. I would say that they are very similar doors. So you, so are you saying that you think Pryor and Murphy are different doors? No, he's no, saying they're I similar. Think, I think Pryor. He's saying the way I view similar it is, as well. He's I think saying Richard Pryor well. started a wave of comedy that Eddie Murphy perfected. And then evolved, right? So, so you're saying both. So you're saying the same about, yeah. Mer- and so I think Crystal and, and exactly. So like I think, I think that Mark, he's saying so. So so the so doors, you're saying you got to eliminate one of well, no, because I think if you're going to because if you're going to if you're going to put somebody up on the Rushmore, mm-hmm. right? Then I think the people that that goes unfairly is I think somebody that deserves to be on the Rushmore of comedy, even though I don't think they're necessarily that funny. Someone like Jeff Foxworthy, because he provided an outlet for so many other comedians to come along that like nobody had ever really thought about. You know, nobody really did the blue collar stuff. Nobody really had those doors open for them until Foxworthy came. Right? Like, who cares? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't really care. I think I don't think a lot of us here probably care, but but there were a lot. But of I'm going to stand up for, for okay. Jeff so Foxworthy so hang on a second. Let's this. just talk generally in a in a conceptual way. Just explain a little more deep deeply the idea behind why you'd put Foxworthy up there. I kind of think that if 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 you're going to be on the Rushmore, you've got to do two things. One, you've got to be great at stand up. Okay, you've got to I think be top of top of the top. So what else that. is he? I think what he did when he came through with the whole blue collar comedy show. stuff, he had a he has a oh, whole TV yeah, show. Yeah. He does a lot of tours. He's got a lot of stuff that we don't ever really see because none of us would really even care to see, right? Like it's just a different mindset. It's a, like we we couldn't relate to it because I think comedy is so much about what you can relate to mm-hmm. to find funny. Um, you know, being a, a Jewish kid from the suburbs, it's hard for me to relate to you know. Growing up on a farm and riding a tractor. Well, well, I got to tell you, if you're talking about your top comedians, he, he wouldn't even come into my mind at all. He's, I'm pretty sure he, he didn't is, come into mind, but I understand what I'm he's pretty saying. sure he's the highest selling comedian of all time. Like he sold the most al- like com- comedic albums. Fact check time. According to the internet, uh, Scott is right. He's sold over 15 million copies of his album so far. Also, stay tuned. This issue gets revisited and more heated in just a few minutes. So did, did you mention two things? You said if you're going to be on the Rushmore, there's two things. 
I think you've got to provide, I think you got to be at the top of what you do, and I think you also have to do something innovative that helps the comic progress. And, and again, I can't wait for you to give your opinion, but in my mind, how can you even consider him before a, a Bill Cosby? Yeah, see, I, I have Bill Cosby up there even. Yeah, even and with all fine. the stuff going on today. Here's, but here's the deal. Well, well I'm going to just say one thing about Cosby. We talk about the modern era. Yep. Is, is he really in the modern era? Because if you think about from 75 on, he started his career as a stand-up much earlier, and he was he made a, a breakthrough in, in that TV series right. with, with Robert, uh, I forget his name. Uh, Are you talking about the, which? Oh, his the, first TV his show. First okay, TV not the Cosby series, Show. Not the Cosby right, Show, right. where he was the. That's where I knew Blam. him. Right, but he played. You're talking about Fat Albert. No, no, no. <laughs> no. No, I'm <laughs> talking about. He was no. a real. It was a first. He was Little like Bill? the first black. He was like the first black guy um, ever. Uh, 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 they were a duo. You, you, you think wife. he was just saying he was the first black guy ever? No, no. Like, I was, he, just, he, he was the first yeah, black guy that really had a, a TV show. With, uh, he and he, it was like uh, they were spies or cops. Is this pre-Stanford and Son? Oh yes, no, yeah, absolutely. This was not at really? Nick. At, this oh, was not oh, on Nick yeah. at Night when I was. No, Robert. Uh, who was the guy in Wild Wild West? Uh, Will Smith. No, 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 no! Not the movie, the TV show. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let this you. This is generations. <laughs> you forget, you forget. He was, gonna, a, wait, he, wait. he was a pioneer in, in breaking oh, the yeah, cover. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, he, I'm gonna let you. Off, I'm gonna let you off the hook and remind you that it, the name of the show was I Spy. You say is name. he in the modern era or is he not in the modern well, era? That's 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 a good question. I don't know because one of the people that I was gonna throw as a thing to discuss was Johnny Carson. He died in 2005, but obviously he, he had a huge, you know. But it, it was before in the he was before the 70s, but he was huge in the 70s and, and 80s and 90s, and uh, you know up until the time he died. So I, I don't know the answer to that question. Okay. He didn't start the Tonight Show. No, no, no. Start the stand up. Steve Allen did, I think. He started the stand up. Thank you. Yeah, I just threw him out there because he's one of those people who's. You can debate whether he's modern or not. I mean, he fits in that category where you talk about he was huge in the seventies, eighties, nineties, and but obviously he was he got he started his roots started before then, right? So um, I, I don't know the answer to that question. I don't. That's why it's hard to I'm say. Not, okay, I don't here's know a, if he was rooted though, and and I think he became. The Tonight Show and where he did a monologue. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't allow Johnny Carson. I would say he's in a previous era. I would. I, I think he's in a previous. I, pro- era. I probably yes, would. Yes. I probably would allow. And for you, it'd certainly be a previous era. <laughs> yeah, which is part of it, right? Era, like, right. <laughs> well, for I, Ivan, it would not be. A I, I, I probably would allow. Two thousand year old man. I didn't say that. Or, or. I, I probably would allow Bill Cosby. Because I, I know he started before 1975, but I think he gained most of his prominence probably okay, probably the in the in the 70s and, so and 80s. So if you want to use Bill Cosby in your Mount Rushmore, are we at a point yet where any of you can name your four? I can name three for sure. I, Ivan, do you think you can name you can name your your Mount well, Rushmore? Well, I I, th- I think uh, you know again Steve Martin, Billy Crystal, uh, Richard Pryor, and and uh, Eddie Murphy. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. I'll agree, disagree. I think three of the names are, are automatically put up there, right? 
but I agree with, with three of yours. With yes. I think with, I don't uh, think there's anybody that would deny the fact that it, one person we haven't even discussed, which yeah. is Jerry Seinfeld. Seinfeld, Pryor, and Murphy are all well. We didn't discuss him. Are all right. all three of them? He, I mean, they in were my like, opinion, he's he's there. Yeah, okay, I so mean, that's he, five. He, he's rooted, it, right? Well, and he's no, rooted no. in stand up, and then uh, he changed, in my right. opinion, TV shows. Yeah. Yeah, you know, in my opinion, it's the greatest comedy show, TV show. That's, uh, that's my opinion. That's my opinion. I think he's the ever. first person that opened uh, up everyone's eyes to the way the comedian sees the world. Yeah, if you Seinfeld. remember, if you remember the beginning of his show, they always had him doing stand, doing stand up, up in the beginning and at the end. And oh, well, we're uh, talking from '75 on. Okay, I'm thinking. Never mind. Yeah. So um, that's why I love. Well, making I'm talking about. I'm. Th- I'm personally. Bl- my opinion is that his, you know, his for my generation, opened, uh, opened his up. show was the greatest comedy show I've ever While I agree with you that Seinfeld absolutely should be up there, there's no question. Yeah. And, and his TV changed television comedy. It did. But prior to that, mm-hmm. and again, we're talking about a little later in the modern era, there's no question that the, the, the groundbreaking comedy show of all time, in my opinion, is all in the family. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, that could not be on TV today, for sure. Um, well, that's, that was yeah. all part of part of the genius of Norman Lear. I mean, yeah. he he was he was the he a- was absolutely. the pioneer of groundbreaking television. And when we say the Mount Rushmore of comedy, well, we're talking about the performers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. do. But he made the I, point, I made the of, point of that I I, I personally believe that it was landscape. it was the no. I did say that yes, yeah. but I I believe in my opinion it's the greatest. Comedic show I've ever. It sounds like what you're saying is, it's the most successful stand-up comedian that adapted a show off of his routine. Yes, but I also believe it's my favorite, my personal favorite. Okay. TV show yeah, because because show. because it because another guy did the same thing, maybe not quite as popular, but but adapted off his routine was Ray Romano. Yeah, so, but he did it afterwards. No, okay. but I'm saying, yeah, but, but yeah, he, yeah, right, he right. did follow so, it. So John, speaking right. of... That's, but that's I couldn't the, agree with you more. I mean, Seinfeld, absolutely. So did Mulhoney, right? Isn't that what his name is? Who? John Mulhoney? Yeah, John Mulhoney. John Mulhoney. Yeah, he was on for like, what, three episodes? Yeah. Okay, so it's like, if you're a comedian now, right, like that's your whole... That's basically your goal, is to have good, have some good gigs, and then somehow... You either now it's either the the route I think of either Eddie Murphy or Jerry Seinfeld, right? Like it's if you're going to be a comedian, you're either trying to be a comedian to parlay that into movies to build your brand more, or you're parlaying it into TV shows and you build your brand more. Maybe some people do both. Like Chris Rock can do Chris Rock did both. Mm-hmm. Adam Sandler was able to do both. You know, you've got a bunch of guys, but it's all one of those. But things. I'm not sure guys. Chris Rock uh, was of the pioneer genre. That we're trying to. No, he's, he's just using. No, no, I'm saying, no, I'm saying no, that these guys are great comedians yeah. that are great stand-up comedians that all moved. What about Carlin? Yeah, he's, he's he's my other guy on the Rushmore because he's, he's the only guy yeah. that really was oh. a stand-up. Oh, our host through and through, right? Like <laughs> really? that's really what Car- he was. Carlin gets my attention for this conversation. Regarding this point first, before we move on, to me, Bill Cosby was even even before Seinfeld, the first person to really successfully take a stand-up career and stand-up topics and adapt them into a TV show. I, I don't know if somebody that did it before that that was that successful. What do you mean by adapting that material? Because he talked about family stuff. and Right. 
Okay. Adapting now, his, his stand-up material. Now, I don't know about Bob Newhart. You tell me about Bob Newhart. I mean, he oh was a, I mean, that's he a, was a comedian that that's had a, good a show. Example. That's oh, a good wow. example. Oh, absolutely. Um, he had two shows. Yeah, yeah. And that's a good. A, and he was a stand-up, and he he broke. He, he did nightclubs. He did stand-up, but he did. He had two successful just, television shows, and he was probably the the first, maybe Bob Newhart. Show. I know. I remember and my fa- he, my dad loved Bob Newhart. He was great. Do, yeah. do you remember if? Uh, oh, if it, I used to hear him, and he he would he would do these t- uh, the telephone uh, calls. Telephone calls. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a staple. Yeah. So so, do you remember if if and maybe we're splitting hairs because I forgot about Bob Newhart, and that's yes. an excellent example yeah. in terms of adapting. Did yeah. he adapt his specific stand-up material into his TV into show? The Bob Newhart. Uh, in, show. in other words, in other words, Cosby and Stan- and Seinfeld both their shows were directly based on their stand-up Correct. Ma- Correct. material. You know, yeah. Whether Bob Newhart, I'm not. N- Newhart sure. may just be a good example of somebody that did a great job of parlaying their stand-up career yeah, into a he, show because right. he played mm-hmm. like a psychologist and it was he had a cast of characters right. that. Right. That so so that wasn't that wasn't necessarily a direct adaptation. Maybe that's kind of like a Red Fox too, right? Ooh, yeah, maybe. Red, now that guy was funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, previous but, era. But if you previous remember, era. But no, I know, but I, I'm just I, saying. No, but that's... wait a minute. But wait a minute. But, you, but but I remember when I was in high school. This was way before the Red Fox show, and uh-huh. we were talking ancient, and we right. and we're talking we're getting off the subject a little bit because it's not modern era. Right. But here's a guy that you're talking about stand up. He he released all these records. Yes. But yes. That, but they were nasty. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a he was. A so you might nasty say he was guy. he was a predecessor to Eddie Murphy. I would say his predecessor to Pryor, and then Pryor. That could be because I think every I think every I really think, I think yeah I think I think he most was, comedians now are all follow under the Pryor formula of comedy. And you which think is, and Pryor you think took his? Uh, I think Pryor started from, from, from Red, Red Fox. Fox. Yeah, because I think what Pryor did so well is he basically said I'm going to be a jack of all trades and I'm going to be great at it, right? Like so he does impressions. He has these fictitious characters that he'll bring in. He'll kind of do some improv within his his set, and then he's got jokes. So it's like all of everything put into one, and then he was really the first guy basically, you know, using your set pieces as props. And then you have Eddie well, he was Murphy. also, he was known for being extremely dirty. Yeah, and he was too. dirty, and yeah. he would push yeah. the envelope. Yeah. And right. then you have Eddie Murphy come, who comes along and says, okay, let me just push this a little further. Like, I think Raw and Delirious, one, are the two raunchiest things like if you ever watch those things on Comedy Central where they have to bleep things out oh yeah it's like you get half jokes all the time right it's like right. it's like you're watching a four hour thing but yes. you really get two hours of comedy because the rest of it's bleeped I, I remember watching it, that when I was young and I was, thought it was one of the now that was my time period was Eddie Murphy right. in his prime right before he went way downhill and when he was great, that's did, when he was great. And and, and and yeah, and he did all of that. Right. But to like his impressions were he did, great. Fantastic. Oh, oh. He did Bill his, Cosby. Absolutely. The Bill Cosby prior yeah, Coconut right. Smile that's joke is is best. one of the greatest jokes yes. of all time. Yeah. So he can do that. He does props basically. I mean, he's up there moving around the stage and, you know. So I think it's also a big thing that you see in all these comedians now start to do is you don't see comedians really stand there with the microphone and just stand there and tell jokes anymore. Like, it's, it becomes the whole it's stage. The, physical. It's the, the whole, whole physical Yeah, part. you start using the whole stage and you start walking around and you start, you know, using things as props and just everything about that, I think, comes out of the prior mentality of comedy that, that then everybody has started to change. 
I just thought somebody else that needs to be up there. Consider. All right. Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> you remember Clay. talking about uh, talking about nasty, but I mean, you know, but he morphed into right. Other, okay, so so Ivan, Ivan, Dice Clay, and Dane Cook. <laughs> so you can add. So, so who are the other two <laughs> after Dice Clay and Dane Cook? Who's going to yeah, round right. out our Mount Rushmore? Dice Clay, right. Dane Cook, yeah. Yeah. Gallagher, and Gallagher. Yes, I, I was just about to bring him up. Yeah. <laughs> So so, oh, I, so Ivan, you mentioned you mentioned uh, Billy Crystal, Carrot Steve Top. Martin, That's it. Yeah. and we're done. We're done. That's Seinfeld. it. Seinfeld. Is your four Billy Crystal, Steve Martin, Richard Pryor, Holy and Seinfeld? Sure. Well, that's five. No, I only have four. He said you could go Murphy. Oh, oh, you'd put Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I think so. But you, but probably Pryor. Just if you want four, those are my four. Those are your four. Who are your four? Billy Crystal, Steve Martin, Richard Pryor, and Jerry Seinfeld. It's good. You can't. I can't. Disagree with those, Scott. Who are you, who are your four? I'm gonna put. I'll do. I think Pryor, Murphy, Carlin. Don't forget about your boy Jeff Foxworthy. Now this is where it blows up regarding Jeff Foxworthy. In Scott's defense, let's remember this is the top-selling comedian of all time. Like, I want to put him up there. Jewish boy named Jeff Foxworthy is one. How can I pick Jeff Foxworthy? He's the minority of of comedy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> if you could have seen, really? if you, if you, you took, could have seen, seen not mad. If how how fall, long the face that Ivan just gave if, him if, was. If you took, if his you, chin went lower I'm than Jay Leno's chin. Uh, no, I'm in that situation, I'm gonna ask you a question. If you were to, uh, if you were to walk around this office, let's just use this office. Do you think one person, and you say who are the top comedy people? Do you think one person would name Jeff Foxworthy? Yes. Besides you. Now. No, if you <laughs> if you if you ask America's heartland, no, we're talking. You about would. Okay, so yeah. Scott, Scott, no, you would get. It. Who's I your? Know, who? but, but, That's but not I, here. I can't reach out to America. No, no, no. I'm just talking. So in that text, in my opinion, he's not going to be anybody that's going to come to anybody's mind except. All right, Somebody so in the heartland. But so that's, that's not fair. People love but Luke Bryan too, and I don't get that. Well, I don't either. Yeah. I don't understand. I, I but love, you know, but I love I'm, Luke I'm Bryan. Not saying there, there your, you go. But if that's your opinion, <laughs> that's your opinion. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Who are my three? I don't even know who the four, three I said. Four. Were. Yeah, no, you, I only gave him three. You, you said okay. So, so Ivan. Just I'm so you, not changing. Just, my, I'm not adding Foxworthy. Just so you just so you feel good about this. Your indignance towards Scott's edition of Jeff Foxworthy is noted. It's on the record. Okay, okay. absolutely. How do you feel about George Lopez? What if I said that one? First Jeff Foxworthy, now George Lopez. Scott's basically turned himself into the human blowtorch, trolling everybody on the panel. Suddenly we've gotten derailed and we're talking about a different type of Mount Rushmore. The worst comedians of all time. Funny, Possibly the least funniest comedian in the landscape today, maybe of all time. The least... He, he would, okay, so hang on, hang on. All time. Hang on, so so of, of the high. You put on. so you're saying you would put. No, I would say that guy. Joe Schmo at the Improv above. No, I would not. Who's, let, who's, let me, that, let me, who's that gnarly guy? That hang talks on, like hang on. Let me let me let me qualify my response. If you made a Mount Rushmore of high-profile comedians, of the least funny and talented comedians, George Lopez would almost certainly be on that Mount Rushmore. I don't want to go down that trail because we're running out of time. Yeah. That's actually exactly where we're going. The momentum is just too strong at this point. Okay, so 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 far, Scott. I think I got through three. Scott, you mentioned Pryor, Eddie Murphy, and George Carlin. Who's your fourth? Probably Jerry Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Okay. Greg. But I, I do want, for the record, that oh, I wanted to put in Foxworthy. Okay. But, but 
movie. I personally think okay. he may be the worst of all time. He's on the Mount Rushmore of the worst <laughs> comedians. As you um, hold up a picture of Sinbad, and yes. I totally agree. Now, how about that guy? Oh, you can't throw Sinbad right? on there. And, yes, and, and you know who, horrible. You know who else you I put on first there? Kid? That movie's great. You know, else, you know who else I put on there is uh, Wanda Sykes. Yes, I'm she with is you. on the Mount Rushmore of the worst comedians of all time. What about Yakov Smirnoff? <laughs> he might be on the Mount. He might be in this conversation of the best comedians. So, Mister uh, B. Okay, so do so do you do you have a provisional since since we gave Jeff Foxworthy the provisional to Scott? I mean, he's not really a provisional. What do you mean it's a just provisional? like, yeah. See, he's on he there. He makes the list. He George the top, Lopez he makes the He makes the top list. five. He's top five. Yes. Okay. So, do you have a do you have a do you have a fifth that you were struggling with that you might want to put in your four, Ivan? Oh, I think uh, Murphy probably on the boat. Eddie Murphy. Okay. Look at number one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so Dane, that's not fair to Dane Cook. He's definitely not <laughs> the worst, the least funniest. High-profile comedian of all time. Look who number two is. That's ridiculous. Okay, so Wanda Sykes should be like number two. You would rather go listen to a Polly Shore stand-up than go listen to. I've actually, actually, yes. Are we? Are we we not? Nobody's even mentioned Robin Williams. Okay, so so uh, hang on. I want to get to Greg. Greg, Greg, who's your four? Um, for sure, Richard Pryor, Jerry Seinfeld, Eddie Murphy, for sure, and then. I I don't know enough about Carlin. I know how great he is. I do. I don't know enough about him. My, But did he do much beyond stand-up, though? Uh, are we Carlin? Look, yeah, are we looking at he the He was bodies? in movies. No, he, he was in movies. He wasn't like a he was, huge character he was, in movies. He was in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yes, I'm not I know. sure. I'm not sure. But I'm not sure if you Rufus! But I'm not oh sure. Oh my gosh, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course it was. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I'm not sure he transcended stand up. And, and I will tell you, he was also. Did you know that he was the the first host of Saturday Night Live in the very first episode, along with Janice Ian? No, I didn't was know it Janice that. Ian? No, and, I didn't and know that. not that, that funny. Um, well, two, he's not really two, a sketch guy. Two guys I definitely I'm talking about want his to monologue. throw out oh, there. Monologue. I don't know. They make my top list, but there's Robin Williams. Which I just mentioned. Yeah. Right? We didn't even talk about Robin. And Rodney Dangerfield. I feel like Rodney Dangerfield is a different era. So so you haven't named four. You've only named yeah, three. So who's your fourth? Uh, my fourth is probably going to be Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. This is kind yeah. of turning into an actual Mount Rushmore. Because on actual Mount Rushmore, <laughs> you have three people that should be up there. And then Teddy Roosevelt who made it. So... <laughs> So who you so, just made it? So so, so we like all kind of agree on like so, Murphy, so, so Jeff Foxworthy, and Seinfeld, and then you just sort of like, ah, no, yeah. I didn't agree on Murphy. I mean, you kind you, of put you him as your bubble. Your bubble guy. You put him on but the bubble. Seinfeld, for, like close enough. Yes. Okay. So we enough. agree on. So we're we, just trying we, to basically figure out who Teddy Roosevelt is in this situation. Who's the Teddy Roosevelt of the conversation? Who's Teddy Roosevelt of comedy? That's who it is. So we all agree on two people. Is that what you? We saying? all agree on two. Seinfeld. Scott and I agree on three. Uh-huh. And you're pretty close to agreeance on three. Yes, you're close to. Like agreeance. if there was five, like if this mountain was bigger, yeah. you would have him up there. Right. So then we're trying to find Teddy Roosevelt and you know Herbert Hoover. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if we're gonna agree on more than. That. So you don't feel like you don't feel like Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor are redundant. No. See, I do. Tell me, tell me why. I do too. Tell me why. I mean, they they. Eddie Murphy, absolutely, they have similar type of styles, yes, but they're different people. They do think they did things differently. Eddie Murphy learned a lot and tried to emulate a lot of what he did. 
but it, he wasn't trying to be Richard Pryor. But they both had, you know, they both did. They were both edgy. They were both edgy, but they yes. both had, you know, he had, you know, Murphy had Nick Nolte, uh, Pryor had uh, Gene Wilder. I mean, they were all this. It was the same I think note. Eddie Murphy is the biggest comedian in the past 25 years. Like in he, my time, he became yeah. he became like so he has to be on there in my opinion because he became a not only a stand up but he became the biggest movie star in the world. He basically became like a sex symbol. I mean, he, he became so enormous. Did you know he did an R and B album? Yeah, yeah, I let's, did. Let's not forget that, and it was fantastic. No, let's forget it. <laughs> I mean, I, oh, you didn't enjoy it. I enjoyed it for its. You didn't enjoy. Yes, it? You didn't I, enjoy I didn't party enjoy, all the though, time. Even though he was trying to be serious, I did enjoy the. <laughs> the, the that was not a nature. That was not a joke. Like, I know. He was dead serious. He was dead serious. Yes. I, I, you I know, just think when you're that big, you basically turn the stand-up into a household name. Like that's kind of what he did. Like there's not a single person. There's no doubt. It was I huge. think in the world, at that time. I mean, that was an like, over exaggeration. But like in a lot of spheres, that you would be hard pressed to find out who. Eddie Murphy. Okay, so I'm going to give you mine. I think I, I have a hard time choosing between Billy Crystal and Steve Martin. They're not exactly the same, but I think in the, in, in the same way we debated Murphy and, and Pryor, I think they're, they are similar, right? They, were, they ended up having a very diverse career, but they were rooted in stand-up. I, I love them both, so I don't really care, but I, I guess I'll go Steve Martin. God, I'm really back and forth. I, I, th- I think I would go... I was going to say Carlin, but you kind of talked me out of that. I, I was going to say Bill Cosby, but... But he and Seinfeld took a similar path, in my opinion. So that's really difficult. I think you can have a similar I know, path. I don't think. I, I think that but, but, Seinfeld and Cosby did two different. They opened different doors because I think Seinfeld. I think Cosby. Well, I think I think was the first I guy think, to, to. I think Cosby was a predecessor to Seinfeld in terms of in terms of adapting your stand-up material. Cosby into a was about successful family show. and all. You know, his show was about family Cosby, and, and yeah. Seinfeld was about being single and and enjoying New York life. I think also Cosby opened up doors, uh, or Cosby basically forced the American people also to look at minorities in a different way in comedy as well. I think it became much more of like his his show was not really like black exploitation like every other show had been, right? Like it became like you could easily do that show with a white family and it's, and it's for sure and it's similar. So that opened up a, a whole point. different avenue mm-hmm. for yeah for minority comedians to be. A little bit less reserved. You didn't have to fall into. And then Norman Lear had a whole. I think that you can make plethora of of, of black oriented. All right, Greg, you've got to step out. Yes. So we're not going to hold you up. We're going to. But before before we go though, you really the the one of the biggest laughs ever on Johnny Carson. You need to YouTube it while he's here. You YouTube it. Goble. Well, I don't think anybody knows what you're talking about. So you asked me earlier before we started if I knew whom. George Gobel. Okay. George Gobel. And, and I said, no, no, never, never heard never, of, never heard but, of the man. But one of the man. biggest you laughs were, ever. On you were very offended. You have to, well, you have to see. <laughs> In fact, Ivan came across the table actually. Right. I was, yeah, and he's yeah, not yeah, an angry guy. So no, surprised you by had, that. Right. And only because what happened was <laughs> George Gobel is sitting and talking to Johnny Carson to tell mm-hmm. him a story. Dean Martin is sitting on the couch mm-hmm. next to him. Kind of behind him a little bright, and he's smoking a cigarette. And and Goble has like a coffee cup that he's drinking out of. And Dean Martin keeps flicking his ashes 
and Goebbels <laughs> called, and the audience is going hysterical. And Goebbels doesn't even realize. Do you why think he was in on so it? Though? No. You don't think he was no, in on it? Absolutely not. Okay. All right. No, absolutely right. not. Wow. It, it, I wonder was, if before the show. No, 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 no. Believe me, he knew nothing about it. So this. Dean Martin was doing it on purpose, but Goebbels didn't realize it. He didn't realize it because so Goebbels. So who's the better comedian, Dean Martin or Goebbels? Well, why don't you? You need to okay. pull it up, right. and you need I, to, because the the audience just went well, crazy. I like I like when Ivan comes on. We're the gonna show. increase the YouTube hits <laughs> by about four or five. Maybe six. Maybe six. I want to know Maybe the last six. time somebody watched this clip was. Yes. Like it could have been oh, like no, no. I think it easily could have been like 2013 was the last. No, 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 you know what? People watch this clip all the time because it's one of the, it's one of the. How could anybody I, possibly know that? But this show, I had no idea who this guy George Goble was. By partially because he died two for one. Several oh, persons. George Goble died. Yes. Yes. Lots and lots of people. No, but, he, but, but he but he not only was dead, but he had his own TV show. I mean, so but there were plenty of the people that had their their TV that segued into TV shows. All right, so so Greg's got to step out. Okay, so let's Scott Scott and Ivan, if you'll stick around for a few extra minutes because we've got one piece of extra business to discuss. Oh, oh, yes. Gary Marshall. I think I know what you're talking about. Gary Marshall, yeah. And I wish I could be a part of the Gary Marshall. See, Gary Marshall's like a little before my time. I'm not going to be able to But, you know, Happy Days. I can't wait to. Happy Days. He did Mark and Mindy. Yes. Again, Robin Williams. Fantastic, right. See, these are before my time. Pioneering comedy television. But you still know about those shows, right? Yeah, but, like, I guarantee you, if you were to ask If you don't know Happy Days... Okay. okay, well, and, everyone knows and, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so, so Henry Winkley, the right, Fonz. Right. I, mean, I mean, I mean, Pretty Woman, the movie. Yeah, right. I mean, he was he was yeah, he was a terrific uh, producer. That's yeah. right. And, and for Scott's benefit, Scott, did you know that in the scenes in Seinfeld where they showed the back of George Steinbrenner's head, that was Gary Marshall? Yes. So there you go. And you know whose voice it was? It was Larry David's voice. Right. Larry David's voice. Yes. But Gary, I just thought Gary it was Marshall's all Larry David. Okay. Anyway, Gary Marshall, rest in peace. Nothing. Thank an, you, An, an absolute legend. Yes. Yeah, so, an absolute I'm legend. Not as funny. Signing off from Studio A. Thanks, Greg. Greg. Just a quick recap. Okay. I've got your, <clears throat> I've got your four. I, I really couldn't come up with my own four, so I hate, I hate that I'm not going to stick the landing. But to me, all those were good, good suggestions. You had, you know, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, George Carlin, Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, man. You yeah, know, are you really? Steve, Steve Martin, Billy Crystal, all, all of those are worthy. Jeff Foxworthy. Jeff Foxworthy is the Teddy Roosevelt of the comedy Mount Rushmore. I don't know where I'd put him. There would, he if, gets his own. If, without, and, and, he's and like, he's, he's, the, he's the Lincoln here's Memorial. Here's what he is. He is like, if, because Teddy Roosevelt, right, was a big hunter. So it's more just like, instead of having a big buck, you know, like it, that he went and hunted and stuff like that, it's just Jeff Foxworthy next to the whole gun racks. I feel like that's apt for him. I find I find the most random part of this entire episode the fact that you that you stumped for for Jeff Foxworthy. Yes, the, 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 yes. That's, that's the that's most the, bizarre the, part of the entire and, and episode. That is very disturbing to me. <laughs> disturbing. This is this is almost the most upset I've ever seen Ivan as long as I've known him. Is is you insisting that Jeff Foxworthy is in this conversation? Right. Disturbing is what you're going to use. And, and and I I think he's holding back. I think he wants to use stronger language well, than that. Well, have you ever really listened to? Uh, and said to listen to his routine. Yeah, I don't necessarily. I've made the argument to this. I okay. said I didn't necessarily think it was that funny, Ivan, but a lot of people do. Ivan, look, if it wasn't for Jeff Foxworthy, Scott and it, and millions of other people would not know if they were rednecks. I, and, it's true. And now they I, do. I now I can definitively say I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little upset that you used the word disturbing to describe. <laughs> I, I think this. you wanted to use a stronger word. <laughs> Why don't you just go? What were you, what were you really? What did you really want to say? 
Like, when I think of disturbing, I think of, like, people with, like, extra hands. <laughs> like the Saw you know? movies? Yeah, like the Saw movies. Like a guy cutting off his leg. That's what you're equating I Jeff think we, I think we to. should end this podcast, and I, I think you should pull up that YouTube on that Johnny Carson. I just want to know if there's a word stronger than disturbing that you wanted to use, but you were censoring yourself. No. Uh, no, disturbing was the word that came to mind. You're going to stick with disturbing. I'm going to stick with disturbing. I'm going to use the word... Like you're going to stay up tonight, <laughs> laying in bed. Like no. I, I almost fell asleep, I thought again. Once again, I mean, Scott, like nice, Jeff Foxworthy. Nice that's, like that's too much, and then you're just that's wide awake. How a nice Jewish boy can fight so hard for Jeff Foxworthy. He's, he's going to wake up in the middle of the night, <laughs> sit, sit up in bed with cold sweats, and be and be reminded of the anger that he has towards you for suggesting that Jeff Foxworthy I can just picture Ivan's dream just being like he walks into a room, and he just sees the back of a head... And it's me, and it turns it. The head turns around, and he's really not even that. It's me. He's not that scared by that. But he looks at the TV, and it's Jeff Foxworthy as a redneck, and then he loses it. I, That's where the dream I think, goes. What? What? Uh, if you ever saw that, uh, I want to talk about Billy Crystal one second. You know, if you ever saw what a history this guy had. You know, he grew up. His father and uncle were in the like the, had a record store in Manhattan, and. And, and, and his uncle like produced some albums and so forth, and all these and and so this this uh, play and book that he wrote the Seven Hundred Sundays that he performed on Broadway and I saw it here in Dallas, you know they every Sunday they would have these musicians come come uh, uh, play like Louis Armstrong at at their house come hang out a uh, 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 Billy Holiday and Billy Holiday would take him to movies and so I mean. What what a what an unbelievable upbringing that that uh, had uh, incredible. incredible. Anyway, this was but this was fun. We'll uh, discuss this. Did we more. solve anything? No, but it was no, fun. No, because who solves anything in comedy? No, no in comedy, comedy is always you know. I think what you meant to say was who solves anything on a podcast. That's fair too. Ivan, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Scott, thank you as always. Are you going to pull up the I know, YouTube? I, Scott, I know you hate podcasting, but I appreciate you participating right. anyways. It was fun. You, you, you are the five-tool player of podcasters. <laughs> so I think thank, that's a great honor. So, so thank you for letting me drag you in here for a fourth appearance. The, audi- the audience loves you. Adios. Thanks to both of you. We'll see you next time. Right. I still want you to pull up. I can't up. believe you said it was disturbing. <laughs> I'm disturbed that you're disturbed. <laughs> I'm distraught. <laughs> All right, there they go. Disturbed is such an aggressive word. <laughs> this is where I'm going to say thanks for listening to Gravity Beer Podcast. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play. Hey, you're interrupting my finish. I'm closing out the show. Ivan, did you have something else? Yeah, you do know who George Goebel is, don't you? I've never heard of the man. Finish the podcast. Close this. I mean, you can sit down. And we can talk about George Gold for another thirty minutes if you, you want. Got, you don't understand that you're seeing. I understand. Let, let me make my closing remarks, and then you and I will watch George Gold. Man, what a uh, what a crazy conversation. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you on the next show. Thanks a lot. You can find the Gravity Beard podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere else you can see podcasts. Thank you to Jake Dexter for our theme song. It's called In the Mix. You also heard Light and Day, Reach for the Sun by the Polyphonic Spree. Since our last episode, we've made some new partnerships and therefore have some new musical toys to play with, so here are some additional credits to share. This episode featured original music by Scott Holmes. We used his song, Beat the Burglar. You can find him at facebook.com forward slash scottholmesmusic or at freemusicarchive.org forward slash music forward slash scott underscore holmes. 
The song you're listening to now is Little Lily Swing by Tri Tachyon. That's T-R-I hyphen T-A-C-H-Y-O-N. You can find them at freemusicarchive.org forward slash music forward slash Tri Tachyon. Creative Commons CC by 4.0. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.